Welcome to the Transform Podcast. My name is Andrew Farhat. I am the lead pastor of St. John's Church and School in Denver, Colorado, right across the street from Wash Park. And in this podcast, what we do is we consider what it looks like to follow Jesus. We consider what it looks like uh, to be committed to a Christ-centered worldview and operate with that as our lifestyle. This podcast is for you if you are seeking what that might look like or if you have already committed your life to Jesus Christ. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to our Transform podcast. And I am not Andrew Farhat, um, <laughs> but this is Daisy. And Daisy's joining us today um, for our podcast. And uh, yeah, we have a really fun topic, I think. To Well, I don't know about fun. fun. I wouldn't yeah. define it as fun. Um, but as we talk about um, talking about intrusive thoughts, I think the biggest thing that we want to be able to talk about is what happens when when it feels like our thoughts are attacking us. And from a Christian perspective, I think there are a lot of things that Scripture has to say. Um, but yeah, as far as the Christian life and the experience, it's not always um, a comfortable experience, right? It's not always mm-hmm. like God doesn't promise that everything's going to go like daisies and butterflies, right? Um, I didn't mean to say daisy, like <laughs> the flower. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like... Uh, kick us off, Daisy. As we talk about like the living the lifestyle that Christ wants for us, what happens when those negative thoughts intrude our minds? Yeah. So this morning I was, um, things were crazy at my house. I have yeah. two sick family members. I ended up having to drive one child to school and oh, then no. drive home and get the rest of the children and then drive them to school. So back and forth trying to get myself ready. I've had a rough night of sleep. And so I'm driving to school for the second time and suddenly like, I'm spiraling Mm. like I'm not doing good nobody's helping me just you know all the negative thoughts and then suddenly I was like oh wait I'm doing a podcast about this today like what should I do right now because my thoughts are definitely attacking me Mm. I'm not doing well like how how would I tell other people to handle this situation Mm. yeah so yeah that was my morning yeah it's crazy to uh yeah when you're kind of going in go mode all of a sudden like these things just start happening like you know what was what are some examples of like those thoughts that like kind of attack you whenever you feel like kind of overwhelmed with life what does that look like for you i think for me it's i'm not i'm not doing good enough that's Mm. really the big one and that's been something i've struggled with my whole life like there's a certain expectation that I have for myself or I think other people have for me Mm. and um and I'm not meeting that the other big one I think with having a family and kids and it feeling a little chaotic is feeling a little lonely like Mm. hey I'm the only one working hard or doing whatever from the family like why is nobody like helping me or whatever even if they are you know you still start getting into that mode of thinking yeah how about you yeah i think for me like i think same kind of um kind of intrusive thoughts kind of happen to me um i get really anxious like really quickly Mm. and i think for me it's like you don't have enough time to do all this and then i'm like are you really that good are you actually that capable of being able to accomplish this or you know maybe you're not the right person for this Mm. job and so what i think as we as we talk and share some of our own experiences it seems like like those intrusive thoughts usually come in the form of like doubts of identity and then like moments of isolation as well. Mm. Um, so let's talk about like identity as far as, you know, as we have been called by Christ, um, we've been given a certain identity um, and and Satan likes to usually whisper into our into our 
lives and say we're not good enough um yeah what are some yeah thoughts on that yeah so i mean (laughs) that is really like my big tool in my toolkit is talking you know that identity Mm. and um just where to go with that is just that reminding myself my identity is in christ yeah and i think you know over the years i've tried to find my identity as a wife as a mother and um those things don't always go so well yeah and so when those things are are going um not so well like just remembering that my identity ultimately is in christ Mm. and what christ has done for me and just that knowledge that i am a loved daughter of the king like that is what grounds me brings me back to reality puts like the big picture back in my head Mm. um i have a verse here that i think really speaks to that it's from ephesians ephesians 3 17 through 19 and it says that you being rooted and grounded in love and that's God's love for us, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the, the big picture of just that knowledge of knowing that God loves me. Yeah. And in the end, like that's all that really matters. Okay. And that's what my identity is, that loved daughter of God. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, and I think for, as we talk about being shaped and formed, we don't always feel like that, right? Like there's mm-hmm. moments when we have to be reminded through scripture that we are called as child, as children of God, um, as a son or a daughter of the one true king. And um, yeah, like what happens when you, when you're kind of reminding yourself of it, but like you just don't feel it kind of like internally, like how does that resonate with you? Hmm. Yeah, I think just continuing to meditate Mm. and remembering, I think remembering is a huge part of being a Christian, remembering the times that um, God has answered prayer really clearly. And I think we can probably all point back to specific instances like, yes, God answered this prayer and I really felt his love then. And so I I know that I do have his love, even though like I'm not totally feeling it right now. Just that remembering. Yeah, for sure. That's huge. Yeah. And I think part of it too is like, yeah, just what you said, like our feelings, like they don't supersede what God's word says, Mm, right? Being, and I love that you talked about like this idea of remembering, like it's part of the Christian lifestyle that we continue to be reminded and remember what God has done in the past and what he's doing now and what he's going to do in the future as well um, can really kind of help settle like, oh, okay, God's got it. Like, right. We can kind of move on and, and kind of live the life that we know. Um, let's talk about like isolation because um, you felt like you were the only one this morning, like doing all the different things. And uh, sometimes isolation can go even darker to where it feels like no one's on your side. Um, talk a little bit about experiences of isolation. Yeah. So, I mean, I think very similarly, like, just having God uh, in your corner, mm. I think, is is a huge help with that feeling of isolation. Sure. Um, you know, I see my daughters go through that. They're teenagers. Mm. They're in high school. There's all the drama, yeah. you know, all the drama all the time. And they yeah. definitely have those feelings of yeah. isolation, of feeling like nobody likes me. There's so much gossip going on. I feel like I'm being nice to everyone, but why aren't they reciprocating? Mm. Um, and just you know, reminding them that they have God's love for them that will carry them through. This is a period of time that won't last forever. And I think just those practical thoughts are sometimes really helpful too. We can just really feel trapped 
Mm. Like whatever we're going through is going to last forever. Right. But it doesn't. Right. right. And we as adults especially know that. Like everything passes. Mm-hmm. I feel terrible right now, but I'm not going to feel this terrible forever. Mm. I think yeah, um, it's good, you know, to remind ourselves of truth. Mm-hmm. Truth is really important. So speaking those words of truth, even if they don't seem like super spiritual, like yeah. God is a God of truth. And that truth really helps us carry through those hard times. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, there are multiple times throughout scripture where God says, I am with you always. Like, mm-hmm. I am always going to be here. And just being reminded that even in our moments of isolation, like we're we're surrounded by a God who just surrounds us with his love in Jesus Christ. And, and that's something that we can hang on to as well. And I think also too is um, as we talk about isolation, I think it's so easy for Satan or even for our thoughts to isolate us or for the world to isolate us. And it feels like no one is on our side. Mm -hmm. Um, But alongside of God, we also have, we're also surrounded by a community. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what, how do you lean into community when you feeling, when you're feeling like your thoughts are attacking you when it feels like life is just being so intrusive? Yeah. I think, um, setting yourself up during good times of life for that community helps you to have that community when you're going through hard times. So just finding that community at church, joining like a life group or a Bible study group helps you to have that consistency of community. And then when you are going through a hard time, you can bring that that hardness to your community and say, hey, Mm -hmm. can you pray for this? Can you check in with me about this? Um, I think, yeah, my whole life, just having those Christian friends. Or, you know, having a friend that you can call and say, hey, this is what I'm going through right now. Can you pray for me? I have one of those friends that I know no matter what's going on. And she's a Christian. She's a wise woman. I call her Mm -hmm. and she can speak those words of life to me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Because like there are moments when you just don't feel like hearing that yourself, like Mm -hmm. you wanting to go into the scriptures or just being reminded of that that you need someone from the outside to be able to speak into your life. Yeah. I remember a long time ago and I, w- I was young. Um, I just remember the first time, like I experienced like real death of like a family member in my life. And so like just the, the reality of like death hitting you in the face is such a hard thing to like internalize as a kid. Yeah. And um, I remember I was at, it was my grandmother's funeral and I was just standing there and I was weeping and I didn't understand, like I was probably six or seven years old. Um, just didn't know like what the experience was like. Everybody else was mourning, so I was joining in on it as well. And in that moment of like despair and intrusive thoughts, like my pastor during that time came up to me and he said some words to me, and I have no idea what he said to this mm. day, but I just remember him just like embracing me. Mm. And it was such a great picture of the community that we get to be surrounded by by a group of believers that, you know, even if you don't remember what they say, you remember that they were there. Mm-hmm. And that's really helpful in moments of like feeling isolated um, and just being surrounded by a community of believers that love Jesus like you do. But really, you need to be reminded like you're surrounded by people that love God and that God loves them as well. Um, yeah. Let's talk about like people like in scripture that have gone through these experiences mm-hmm. of isolation or lack of identity or intrusive thoughts. Are there characters that come to mind or stories that come to mind as you think about Um, Well, I think about Paul, Mm. you know, he was just went through so much in his life as a Christian. Um, He was, you know, stoned, shipwrecked, 
abused, spoken badly about by people that he loved. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on. But you see in all his letters just giving thanks for different people. Mm. You've got to think that those are people who um, provided that community for him, yeah. first of all. And then just um, the, the utter faith that he had in what God was doing really carried him through. So I've got to think, like, when he was in jail, you've got, he's got to have had thoughts. Right, right. A lot of thoughts. Yeah. That were like, why am I here? <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> Is sure. this ever going to end? But you see so much faith in his letters. And I think just, you know, God had worked powerfully in his life. Yeah. He knew God loved him, and he knew God had a plan for him. And that really enabled him to be faithful into the end. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he, he's like writing, like, give thanks in all circumstances. And he's right. like stuck in prison. And you're like, how are you doing that? That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I would not be thinking the same way. I don't think I would. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think about um, like, first I think of Moses. Like, <laughs> what happens when intrusive thoughts um, come from like really negative people? Like, they're, they're in the exile. They're out in the wilderness. Uh, the people are grumbling and complaining. They're like, we wish we were slaves back in Egypt again because, like, this is just not cool. And Moses is just getting upset and, like, constantly over and over again. And yet still God provides for, for him and mm -hmm. for the people as well um, when those intrusive thoughts happen. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, <laughs> there are moments where, like, Moses does it right but also doesn't do it right. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's really helpful to know that, like, people in the, in the Bible were real people and right. like, real experiences just like you and I. Yeah. Um, and then like people like David, like David had a crazy life as well. Um, where, crazy. you know, he was a shepherd <laughs> and then King and then people didn't want him King. So they were chasing after him and trying to kill him. And like, there are moments that we get, especially in the Psalms that are just mm -hmm. real raw emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think as we talk about like these intrusive thoughts, I think what's important for us is to acknowledge, like, we don't want to like brush those off aside, mm -hmm. right? We don't want to just ignore them. We want to be able to acknowledge those thoughts, but to allow that to be directed to the Lord of all emotion, the Lord of all feelings, the Lord of all circumstances, and, and claim that he is Lord and give praise to him and to be reminded of those words that he gives to us. Um, so I think like the Psalms is a really great place to be able to kind of share kind mm -hmm. of open thoughts and, mm -hmm. um, and emotions as well. So, yeah. And I like what you said about just, you know, not brushing those aside, but acknowledging those. And like yeah. you said, the Psalms are like, David did not brush aside his feelings no, at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think that's a really great example of the Lord working through those feelings to mm. lead us to finding our identity in him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, let's talk about just kind of as we talk about like hope in the midst of intrusive thoughts. Um, you talked about being reminded that we're not alone, that we're children of God. You know, for people that are listening now, as they kind of reflect on this conversation, as they take time, you know, to kind of inwardly reflect on some of the intrusive thoughts, what would you say to people um, if they're kind of dealing with things that are kind of overcoming negative emotions and, and circumstances? Yeah. Um, so we had a speaker here at our church this last Saturday, Elise Fitzpatrick. She's an author. She's written um, a lot of books. And her main thing is God's grace. And mm. that is just what she talks about over and over and over again. And just um, she talked about how we forget that. Like, we're mm. Christians, and we feel like, well, we shouldn't have to talk about God's grace again. I mean, mm. we know about God's grace, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> 
But do we always live with mm. that knowledge of God's grace? And absolutely not. I know I don't. I really struggle with, like I mentioned earlier, being enough. Am I enough? Right. Am I doing enough? Mm. Am I living up to everyone's expectations? And um, there's this powerful message in the Bible that God gives us grace and that he forgives us. Mm. And we forget that we have for- been forgiven. Yeah from all of our sins. Mm. And I think when we remember that, that we don't have anything to live up to. Like God loves us and he has forgiven our sins and he is gracious to us. Mm. That really helps me in the midst of that, that spiral that like it's my salvation and my identity is not dependent on if I'm doing enough or if I'm Mm. doing good enough or if other people think that I'm doing enough. Like, really all of that does not matter like what matters is that god's grace forgives me and like covers me and when god looks at me he sees jesus Mm. and just really reflecting on that can just help help my spiral to reel it back in take a deep breath like this this is not all on me yeah wow yeah, you said that so beautifully. That's incredible. And yeah, being reminded of that grace. And I love that you, like, it's not something that we do, but rather it's what's been done for mm. us, right? And um, I think so many times our world tries to say, you know, do all these different things, mm-hmm. right? Like um, meditate or do yoga or go to therapy. And I'm not saying any of those things are wrong or bad, mm-hmm. but when we find ourselves in a place where it feels like we just can't get out of that pit, like we have to know that like, Christ ended up in the pit for us mm. and was resurrected and, and we don't have to do anything and God's the one that brings us out. Um, so yeah, thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah. I think one of the things that, um, I was, I was reading scripture this morning and, um, I always get confused going back through like first Corinthians, second Corinthians. So I'm like trying to find this passage mm. and, um, it talked about, it was Paul boasting in his weaknesses, like in second Corinthians, and he just talks about boasting his weaknesses. And then he uh, quotes Jesus and he's like, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And so when you were sharing, I was just thinking about, man, like there was def- definitely a moment this morning where I was like, just not feeling confident or um, just able to do the job that God has called me to do. And just hearing those words of like, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. It's like, wow, like this Christian life, like if you're feeling like, you have so many intrusive thoughts and you feel like you can't handle this, you're actually in a really great place to be able to acknowledge that you need God's grace. Mm. Um, and that washes all over, over all sin. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I think about Paul's words in Philippians uh, 4, 8 as well. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, um, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And uh, it's cool to think about, like, Paul, he's in prison, like you shared, like he was in prison, like he probably had some intrusive thoughts, but this was probably going on in his mind, like thinking about what are things that are true, what are things that are noble, what are things that are right, what is pure? Um, Yeah. What are some examples for you, like as you think about kind of reframing your thought process, um, like towards God? What are some things that kind of... like, as you think about the life that God has given you, what are the things that you celebrate and give thanks for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, all those answered prayers mm. that I did talk about earlier, I think that's huge for me, especially as um, 
yeah, as there have been some hard years there. Mm. And you kind of start wondering, like, hey, God, are you here? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's going on right now? Yeah. But then just pointing back to those really specific things that mm. I've seen God, like, really powerfully do. Yeah. I think I give thanks for those. And then, um, and then when you were talking about, you know, thinking about what is pure, what is right, all those, I mean, really the one thing in this life that fits that description is Jesus. Yeah, wow. And yeah. so just reflecting on, on him mm. and, like, you know, everything he did in the Gospels and the way that he really loved people and the way mm. that he cared peop for people and just knowing that, like, that same love is for us. Yeah. And that he chose to die for not just, you know, a general humanity, mm. but for me, for you. Yeah. Like, he knows us and he loves us, and he's willing to sacrifice everything for us, just reflecting on those things. Sure. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I love that you said, like, like Jesus didn't just die for just humanity, like a generic group of people, but specifically for each and every one of us. Mm. And what a great reminder to be able to carry on. Like, like Jesus thought of me on the cross. <laughs> Jesus thought of you specifically yeah. on the cross. And I think too, like we can, as we internalize that, we can also share that same hope with other people as well. Um, that Jesus died for you specifically, um, mm -hmm. whatever you might be going through. Um, your circumstances don't define who God is. God defines who God is and he says that we're his. And so we get to celebrate that. So, yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so what, what do you like reflect on that makes you yeah. thankful? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think about the life that I've been given, just the, the grace that has been given to me in just so many small ways. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and I don't mean small as like insignificant, but just things that like, I'm like, wow, like it's really cool. Like it was cool. The other day I was just looking at my wife, Kristen, and I was just like, you're awesome. Like, it's just really cool. Like, just like be able to say I'm surrounded by a, a loving wife that loves Jesus and just being able to celebrate that in the gift of marriage that God has given to me. Um, but also just like, I think community, like being able to just give praise and like give thanks for whatever's true and noble and right and pure, like no one's perfect. And yet we get to still do this life together. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, it's really comforting to know that you're not alone, even in those circumstances as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think about some some of those things. Yeah. <laughs> um, whenever I'm feeling like, yeah, just really thankful and being able to, like, learning to pivot like my thoughts mm -hmm. away from myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. Any other closing thoughts as we wrap up? Or <laughs> I think something just popped into my mind. Just another yeah. thing to be thankful for is just like thinking about people like maybe in your past who mm. have spoken into your life. Like yeah. I wouldn't be where I am today if there weren't like certain people all along the way mm -hmm. who have made an impact on me. Yeah. And just thinking about the grace of God, like him putting those people in my life. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that can help you with those negative thoughts. It's like, yeah. you know, who, who has impacted me and how have they done that? Mm. And how can I be thankful for that? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, as you were saying that, I was thinking of, like, some people that have, like, come in my life. You ever have those, like, random people that just, like, like, you you see them one time and they never show up again? Have you ever had that moment before? I don't know. Not that I'm thinking of really? right okay. now, but you have, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of these people? Or? It's not a lot. No, it's not a lot. 
but there was just one woman that like she it was really powerful like there was and I don't even remember like the situation I was doing something somewhere um I know it's not specific (laughs) but I just remember her looking at me and she's like you have something special inside of you and I was just like whoa like and I've never seen this woman ever again and that's cool yeah like as you were saying that I was just like yeah this one-time person like yeah yeah and how cool of it like that we can be either a one-time person or a consistent mm. person in someone else's life that can just say, there's something special inside of you mm. and, and Jesus is, is working inside of your mm-hmm. life. Yeah, I think yeah. we forget that too, especially when we're doing the negative self-talk. I'm not good enough. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. Like we have no idea the impact that we're making in other people's lives. Right. We might never know until heaven. Right. But that doesn't mean God isn't using us True. even during our times of not feeling like we're doing great yeah amen amen well we're gonna wrap up with that because that was yeah that sounds was cool. good <laughs> awesome well thank you guys so much for listening and uh yeah would love uh any thoughts or questions i don't know how they get that information to us probably through andrew i think it's an email address like okay. hello at sjdenver.org there you go if you email that it'll go to someone <laughs> Somebody. and we'll get it eventually <laughs> <laughs> it could be that one stranger that speaks life into you right <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you for joining us uh, today for uh, Transform Podcast and see you next time.